spread love. Doom, 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 spread love. Hello, beautiful people. And welcome to POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview interesting people that you and I are getting to know together. This podcast was created to enlighten, enrich, and inform. The basis is to spread love and extend God's grace to yourself and others. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview fascinating and interesting people you and I are getting to know together. Today is like all others and not. I have the honor of getting to know a beautiful human. Dimples galore, you all, like deep set, beautiful, stunning dimples. Eyes that pop, make you stop and say, whoa, do I know this human? And you may think you do, and you may not. I'm talking about if you were walking down the street, This beautiful human reminds you that there is beauty on the outside and I believe on the inside as we get to know today. Her name is Andrea and she was uh, recommended by one of my beautiful human friends who's been a guest on the show, Claire D. Kohlheim. And I always say if Claire sends me someone and says, hey, this is someone you need to know or the world needs to know, I stop, I listen, and I pay attention. Andrea, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. Um, I always like to start out and say, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm Andrea. I am originally from Michigan, but I've lived in New York City for the past seven years. Um, My career as a performing artist brought me here. So I am a stage actress, singer, dancer, and my other love affair in my career is life coaching. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. Now, Michigan to New York, I would say the weather, is it somewhat similar or not so much? It's pretty similar, except uh, Michigan winters are a little bit more chaotic because we're surrounded by the Great Lakes. So we have the lake effect uh, snow and um it's so funny when I moved here, everyone was freaking out about the blizzards and snowstorms. And I was like, like picking up on the energy. I was like, Oh no, what's going to happen. Let me bundle up. Let me get prepared. And they're like, yeah, we have to shut down the subways. And then I was like, okay, let's go. When is it starting? And they're like, it's happening now. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like this, <laughs> this is what y'all are complaining about. So yeah, it was a big, it was a big difference and a big shift in that regard. But like, as far as um, like temperature and like general climate, it's pretty much the same. Okay, cool. I bet, I mean, in my mind, I know that I'm from Tennessee. So cold to me is New York. That's as cold as, as I've lived. Michigan to me is on a whole nother level because when I think about that wind hitting your soul, <laughs> I mean, I feel like it would stop me dead in my tracks. I don't know if I would be able to go on. So to you, was this like, Okay, stop playing. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing is like the climate changes based upon like, um, I don't know, like the water that's surrounding and uh, like M- Manhattan is an island on its own so that it is affected in some regards like that. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Michigan, it's winters are different. It's like the wind from the lakes and like, I I think we get a lot more precipitation (laughs) in the winter than in New York. Yeah, I've never been, but I've always wanted to go to Michigan. But if I decide to go, because I am a sun goddess, when should I go? Uh, in the summer, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> when what is the official summer like? Is it like is it May? Is it June? It what what what's what's my time? <laughs> it starts to get hot in like July. I would say okay. if you go in July, August is really really blazing hot. But if you are going for like a nice little relaxed vacation on the lake, it's kind of perfect because you're just like in the lake the whole time. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take that advice you're giving uh, because I hibernate in the winter. I I hibernate when I walk, meaning I have on so many layers, you could barely find me like legit. It's it's that's, that's my thing. Even here in New York transition, Andrea from Michigan to New York and being an artist, were you an artist when you were in Michigan? And then you, when did you know it was time to, to, bump up a notch and and go come here. Yeah, I was an artist in Michigan. In fact, I got involved in the performing arts from a very young age. I knew I was going to sing since I was a little kid, uh, but I was very shy. So instead, I played instruments and I got really into the violin when I was 10 um, and then joined choir shortly after that. And then I saw a notice for Guys and Dolls, the musical, and I got very brave and I was like, this is my big chance. This is my big break. (laughs) And I auditioned for that show, um, got the lead role as Adelaide and have been performing in shows ever since started working professionally as a singer at in seventh grade. Um, so I was doing all that, but when I went to college, I ended up studying classical voice and mathematics and kind of got, uh, caught up in the whirlwind of whirlwind of that, uh, world and way of thinking. So I was going to go to grad school actually and study mathematical music theory and opera performance, but realized that my heart wasn't in it. Um, And I called my mom crying and I was like, I'm not happy. And I don't know why. And she's like, it's because this is not what you want to do. So you need to like pack up your car, move to New York and go audition for contemporary music and musical theater and just have fun. And I was like, oh, you're actually right. So I did that. I did the very cliche thing of packing up my car with very little money in my bank account and driving 13 hours to New York City to become a theater artist. So that was an adventure. Goodness gracious. How old were you when you did that? Uh, it was after college. So I was, um, I think I was 23 at the time. And your mom gave you the advice, like, do it. Yeah. My mom is a hero, by the way. She she's always been very supportive of my dreams since I was very young. She taught us to to really live life on our terms and to to do things that we were passionate about and to take care of ourselves and to be responsible, but to make sure that we were being authentic to ourselves. So the funny thing is she actually when I was growing up, And I was like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York one day. I'm going to pursue this. I want to go to college in New York. I'm going to go to Juilliard. She was like, yeah, you're not ready yet. Because I was very young and naive. But um, once that moment hit where she was like, okay, it's very clear that this is not what you want and that you're not happy. She encouraged me to like drop that and leave that life behind and just go pursue my dreams. So she's always been behind me doing that. 
And you know that you made the right decision. Oh, absolutely. I've never regretted. This was like the best decision I've ever made. Oh, that is wonderful. Yeah. And to be so young at that age to say, nope, it's this is what I'm going to do. Like you said, pack my car, what money I have, and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. How yeah, long did it go? Oh, I'm faith. Sorry. <laughs> faith. Yes. It's a faith walk, right? Life is mm-hmm. a faith walk. How long did it take you to feel comfortable in this city? Because it's very different. Yeah, it is very different. And you know what? It actually didn't take me very long at all. I think that when I lived in Michigan, like Michigan is my home, but I always kind of felt like the odd duck there. I was always very ambitious, fast paced in my thinking and in my movement. My mom would always tease me because I could never sit still as a kid. I was always like in the living room doing pirouettes and stuff. So I always kind of felt a little bit um, out of place there. And when I moved to New York, I finally felt like my energy matched the people around me. And it's funny. Anytime I go back to Michigan, I'm always like, why is everybody moving so slowly? Like, don't you have somewhere to go? It's so funny. Um, So, yeah, I I felt like the transition was fairly easy. That's wonderful. And you're absolutely right. Like once the I feel like the people who are meant to be here, you just fall in line with the heartbeat of the city. And for some, it's forever. For some, it's for a time. And for some, they can't wait to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, each one can happen in that respect. When you got here and you saw that the audition process was similar but different, when you saw that there were so many things that you could do, but you had to figure out with your amount of time how to make them happen, what was the largest or the or the or what had the, the biggest impact on you and your journey in this field at the level that you're at? That's an interesting question. It's, I think that when I got here, because I was leaving such a structured environment, I didn't actually put a lot of parameters on myself. Um, My goal was just to discover and figure out what lit me up. Um, And it's, it's interesting because I find the general programming with performers and particularly in theater we get told to like take what you can get and like do whatever job comes up. And I kind of like fell into that line of thinking, but also I was kind of new to the world. Like I did theater when I was a kid, but I wasn't, I didn't do theater professionally as like, you know, we have AEA and like the union and things like that. When I got to college, I was doing a lot more classical work. So I was kind of discovering what that world was about. And I was kind of like taking jobs as I got them just because I didn't really understand the business yet. Um, So I didn't put a lot of parameters on myself. I started auditioning for things that seemed interesting or things that like I was like, maybe I should know about this. Um, I actually ended up auditioning for book of mormon and like a few other broadway shows when i first got here and got callbacks right away so i was like this is crazy like i was so excited and thrilled but then i also auditioned for things like um live performance and i auditioned for a motown group which they welcomed me with open arms and i became a part of their family and i've subbed for them the like since i've been here like i've been here for seven years and i've been working with this group as a sub in their motown work and in their soul work So I had really an open mindset about it. That's great. That's great. Uh, See, that's the thing. So I feel like the minute you got here, the minute you heard your mom's words and they hit your soul and you came and then you had 
confirmation, which not everyone gets like, hey, okay, I get callbacks immediately. You know, you, I think you had the faith or like you said, the faith, the confidence in yourself right away anyway, had that happened or not. What advice would you give those who are ready to take that exact same leap, but you could also spare them some of the hard knocks or are they not to be spared? I love the end of that question because in some, in like, in some regards, you can't really spare the hard knocks, especially in this industry, especially in New York city. And I find that those experiences really directed me in my journey. Like when I, when I first got here, I did get those callbacks. I found a, a, a performing group that I felt really comfortable with. Um, but like I said, I also came here with barely any money in my pocket. So I had to get a survival job and I started working odds and ends jobs. And that was very um, challenging because what I came here for was performing. And then it, it turned out that a lot of my time was being taken up by jobs that were like, I wouldn't say meaningless, but for me, it wasn't in my purpose and it wasn't what I had planned for myself. Um, so that was about seven or eight months or, or maybe even up to a year even that I was working jobs like that. And I, I wasn't super happy with that experience, but what it did give me was more clarity on what I really wanted. And it, it helped me to really hone in on my mindset and really get firm in my belief and my confidence in myself. So after like seven months of working odds and ends jobs, I was like, okay, I had that experience. Now I know exactly what I don't want. And I know exactly where I'm going and what I want to create for myself. And this is how I need to be thinking and feeling to get there. So I was working two jobs at the time. I ended up quitting one completely on faith and ended up booking a summer gig. And then the other one, I was like, I'm going to just have faith that it's all going to work out. I've been auditioning. And um, when I get back from the summer job, I'm going to figure it out. So I quit that one as well. And turns out I, I ended up booking a job in Hong Kong for like seven or eight months um, to end the year out. So I was like completely taken care of. So um, to answer your question, I honestly think that you, you kind of have to like lean on the faith and like check in with yourself, check in with your body, check in with your spirit and allow that intuition and that gut to guide you a little bit and like take in the hardships that come along with that journey because you're not going to escape them, but they're also, they're kind of there to, to teach you and like to give you lessons and to, to steer you a little bit. It, that's what I found in life and on this particular journey as well. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. It's, it's the go for it and it's the get back up. <laughs> yeah you know but you got to go for it because you won't know unless you unless and not even I mean they say try sure it's really the doing you know because the try gives you an out but the doing it's like I did it you know and, and whatever that outcome is as my um my counselor my therapist always likes to say she says Kristen you can't be attached to the outcome that's what helped me through all like auditions through all of life. Like, okay, I can't be attached to the outcome. So it stops me from caring what happens after. 
Oh, so. absolutely. I love that. And I, that's, that's one mantra that, I mean, it's still a practice for sure. Like we care about our industry and we care about our work so much. So it, sometimes it can be challenging to like, let go of the reins, but that has helped me so much. Like you said, to just like, um, release that a little bit to relax into the work. And oddly enough, a lot of times when I do let go of that attachment is exactly when <laughs> the outcome I want starts to happen. Um, so I, I completely agree with that. Like you have to detach yourself from the outcome and just like be present and, and stay connected to the work. I agree. What has helped you to have balance in your career, in your personal life, in you and the goals that you have yet to attain? Um, balance. Ooh. Balance is such like a buzzword. So um, I'm going to take the meaning I, I think you have about it, which is like um, balance and well-being and time. Uh, and I actually, I don't have like a strict balance to my life, which I think is a funny way to say it. But like, I kind of allow um, where I am to and where I'm going to determine what amount of time and attention and energy I give certain areas. So like I said earlier, I'm, a, I'm also a business owner. I have a life coaching practice um, and I'm also performing. I also have a relationship. Um, I'm very involved in fitness and health and wellness. So there's a lot of things that I am I'm juggling, if you want to call it that, and a lot of things that I have on my plate, but they can't all take center stage at once in my life. And I don't ever intend for every piece of it to like take center stage. I mean, there was a time in my life where I tried to do it that way and it was very challenging and I was tired all the time. Um, but I also, I, I don't think that I ever, there's ever a time where I, I completely put one area of my life down and just like pay no attention to it. I, I kind of allow, I allow where I am currently and my vision for my life to determine, you know, right now my business needs a little bit more attention because I'm, I'm also trying to create wealth for myself and my future family and all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, when, when I feel like that has the ball is rolling there, then I pick up a little bit more in my performing. Um, and sometimes it's like, you know, my creative energy and my creative spirit needs a little bit more attention, even though like <laughs> I, I really need to like focus on my business. So it, I just kind of like pay attention to my body and what my needs are and what my needs in my life are at the time. Um, it takes, it's a skill. I think it takes practice to be able to do that, but I've, it's something that I've always kind of done. I've always been a multi-passionate person and I don't think that's ever going to change. And so it's, I've had to develop the skill to be able to do that and like juggle and like move pieces around all the time. I love that you said that because you just answered a question that I have been challenged by. Um, and I, what I wrote down from what you said is I'm present and what moment needs the most attention or that's what resonated. That's what came up for me in your answer. Uh, Cause like you, I'm the same way. So this has been my, how do I make this happen? How do I, you know, and you said it, you can't do everything at the same time or you'll be extremely exhausted and a ball will drop somewhere. Um, but that's what I took from that 
be present in the moment that needs the most attention. Thank you for answering that. Absolutely. I needed that. You just said something. You said you're, you have a business. It's life coaching. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So um, my life coaching practice actually started, or should I say my coaching practice actually started years ago when I started fitness coaching. Um, and I, I did all the you know typical stuff, got certified in movement and nutrition and started coaching people in that, but quickly realized that most people need help with like doing the thing. They don't really need help with like knowing the science of, of their goals or like how to attain their, obtain their results. So I started incorporating a lot of mindset coaching with my clients, um, emotional processing, and they actually started telling me, um, I think you're a life coach or like, I didn't know I was coming here for therapy. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's none of that. It's actually like, this is what you need to actually uh, achieve what you want. Um, so I started getting signals from them that like, that's actually where my skill set was. That's where my passion was. And, you know, I've always been involved in personal development and spiritual practices since I was very young. That's another gift that my mom bestowed upon me was getting me um, to pay attention to my mental health and to pay attention to my emotional and spiritual wellness for uh, since I was a little kid. So um, I've always been involved in that world. And also I had a very powerful transformation myself in, in coaching. I invested in my first coaching program a few years ago and um, I, I healed a lot of things that I was dealing with, with my, my father that was affecting my personal relationships and my romantic relationships. So all of these things kind of, kind of came to a head, um, you know, coaching my clients in one area and then having a strong passion for personal development and then having my own personal transformation where at some point I was just like, I think this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, um, right around when the pandemic hit, I was already considering transitioning my fitness business. And I signed up for a life coaching program at some point. And I was just like, I need to stop with, with like fooling myself. And like, I, I thought that I was kind of lying to myself as well, because I was like telling myself, I was just trying to develop my skills as a fitness coach. And then I was like, no, I think actually what I'm meant to be doing is life coaching. That's where I'm passionate. And, um, I'm really, really good at finding patterns for people and coaching them through behavioral changes. Uh, so yeah, so then I, I took the leap. I started doing that and have not looked back. I think it really is what I'm supposed to be doing aside from performing. Um, I love helping people really create the lives that they envision for themselves and they just feel for whatever reason they're blocked or they're stuck and they aren't sure why. And um, yeah, I'm usually pretty good at helping them find that root cause. That is so rich. That's so rich. I heard you say, um, what, what resonated for me or what I heard you say was, I went through the process. I saw it worked. I paid attention to what I was offering others and they saw it. And they, I feel like you got confirmation in your journey of helping them that, oh, this is where I'm supposed to go. So that takes me back to what we said earlier, which is that you sometimes in trying to save someone from learning the lesson, they miss the process. And if you miss the process, then you miss the gift that's attached to it. And oh, you didn't. That was, 
Yes. That's so beautiful. The way that you just put that, I was like, if I could like summarize it as well as you do, like, I, I wish that I could, but that is so beautiful. And yes, absolutely. Both of those things. Oh, uh, thank you. And you have, like I told you, I wrote down exactly. I'm like, okay, Lord, that's something I've been praying for. You just gave me check. That's my answer. <laughs> Andrea, how can people get to know more about you? How can they connect with you? I love connecting with people uh, on social media, mostly Instagram is where a lot of people find me in my work. Uh, and that is at the Andreality. T-H-E-A-N-D-R-E-A-L-I-T-Y. Um, but, you know, if you're also just, if you don't like Instagram and you just want to be friends with me, I, you can also find me on Facebook. That's where I like hang out with my family and my friends. Um, it's just my name, Andrea Fleming. Wonderful. Wow, Andrea, it's been, it's been a pleasure and an honor. I feel like the time flew by, but I'm grateful for every moment because I know in life comes lessons and blessings, and they come at the right time for different people. Thank you for today. Thank you. You're welcome. And like I always give every single guest, you deserve it so much. Just the same. Oh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, you all. I hope you walk away from learning that that inner voice that you hear that tells you what you're doing, that shows you a path early on, it's not wrong. And it's okay if it shifts because the more tuned in we are to that journey, the more we meet our destination. And it's not about the final destination. It's about the journey. And I hope we don't forget that. And when I say we, I'm speaking to myself as well. <laughs> All right. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of POV with Kristen huh. Gilmore. See you next time. Bye. Huh. Ooh. Huh. Ooh.